Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And that's whatever type of company you work with and laugh. I believe we have to have some fun along the way. Well, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. If you have any questions or comments related to today's show or any commercial real estate related matters, uh, you can give us an email at michael at CRE show.com or give us a call our phone number is 888-612-SHOW well today we're going to look at the u.s retail investment market we'll also get the latest on sales tax fairness and then get a preview of what to expect at the international council of shopping centers recon conference in vegas the retail event of the year Please welcome my first guest, Dan Fasulo, Managing Director with RC Analytics. RC Analytics does a great job tracking sales of income-producing properties over $2.5 million or greater in the U.S. and $10 million or greater outside the U.S. Since 2007 alone, RCA has recorded over $5 trillion in commercial real estate transactions throughout 126 countries. Dan Fasulo, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me back, Michael. Well, we appreciate uh, you spending some time with us today. And let's talk investment sales. How did uh, retail sales volume and cap rates end up in 2012? And what do you see so far in 2013? Uh, the Q, Q4 of last year was a, a record-breaking year um, as far as sales volume goes for, for, for retail properties in the U.S. Um, you know, we saw in aggregate, we saw over $20 billion worth of uh, retail property sales that would put us back at you know levels that we haven't seen since uh, 2007. Uh, and actually, if you kind of break that out to just single property sales, you know, excluding all the portfolio transactions in our world, mm-hmm. um, uh, Q4 was a record. You know, there, there there's no doubt in my mind that uh, that that the the January one deadline. Uh, where the capital gains tax was going up, really triggered um, a lot of transactions. Um, a lot of discretionary, discretionary sellers came to the table. Um, and, you know, it's kind of flowing through the Q1. You know, we think a lot of that transaction activity that might have happened this quarter got sucked into uh, Q4 of last year um, as everyone rushed to kind of meet that deadline. Yeah, that's a good point. We saw the the same thing in our shop as people were rushing to to get some sales done at the end of the year. We actually had uh, a, a rather large transaction that for some reason didn't close, and then after the first of the year, guess what? The seller wanted more money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was interesting too, you know, we're, we're tracking pricing trends very closely, and uh, you know there was a presumption that. You know, there'd be a rush to get deals done, and sellers would really drop pricing mm-hmm. um, to meet the market. And it didn't really turn out that way. It's really in Q4 the buyers came up mm-hmm. uh, to meet sellers' expectations, and and that was probably partially fueled uh, due uh, due to the lower mortgage rates that were available. Yeah, that's interesting. The real good uh, buyer demand. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting that the prices uh, uh, continued to climb. So, so what do you see for cap rates, and and what do you see for variances between the the various classes and, and property types? Yeah, there 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 are vast differences, mm-hmm. um, you know, among uh, you know different types of retail properties, and obviously geographies. Mm-hmm. You know, nationwide, 
we're just above 7% uh, for average cap rates. Uh, but that's, that's, that's the, the whole market. And we haven't really seen much movement over the last few quarters. Um, but as I said, you really got to dig underneath. You know, where we really have seen some cap rate compression recently is in the secondary and tertiary markets, which were kind of late to the park party a little bit. You know, everyone knows the, you know, the kind of the, the major metro story and how investors have been all over that. Uh, there's been a fundamental shift of capital to higher yielding markets, and we're just in the early innings of that, uh, uh, that cycle. Okay, so what does that mean moving forward? Uh, do you, what will that do to cap rates and prices? You know that that means if you're sitting with a retail property with, you know, somewhat decent credit in your in your asset, uh, and you're in a secondary or tertiary market, that means the capital's coming your way this year. You know, you know, barring some sort of external event, you know, this is the part of the cycle where both equity and debt capital spreads out around the country. Um, and we're already seeing that that process uh, speed up this year. Okay. And so, which markets are hot right now, Dan? Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely the Sun Belt markets, um, where there's some some nice yields. We're seeing money flow from, from the the coasts, um, and especially, um, you know, single tenant. Uh, properties have been are, are just being gobbled up right now by both the the non-listed and then the the publicly traded REITs, which you know seem to have a, like an, uh, just a uh, unbelievable appetite for those types of properties. Okay, and they don't care where those are almost, right? I mean, they're looking at the the income stream stream and the strength of that tenant, right? So are those those properties hot everywhere, basically? That's absolutely right. I mean, I mean, you know. People, uh, investors are scrutinizing uh, the the tenant credit more than they they might have in the past. But yeah, I mean they're looking for yield. Okay, and on the multi-tenant uh, retail properties, uh, you know, where do you see the difference between uh, malls and shopping centers and neighborhood retail? Uh, what do you see as the variances there? Yeah, there there um, there just ha- there wasn't many malls listed for sale last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that did trade, some of them had uh, uh, distress um, a, a, associated with them. A lot of the major mall owners um, have chosen to to recap their assets, to refinance versus selling them outright. Um, so our statistics are somewhat misleading because sales activity is down significantly for, for regional malls. But I think over the past few years, there has been a fundamental repricing between kind of your, um, think fortress, your prime fortress type assets, and then everything else, mm-hmm. and we're really seeing, uh, uh, you know, second and t- third tier malls in in every uh, uh, market really get. Uh, we haven't seen values recover for those types of assets, and especially the the lower quality of the bunch are are almost all redevelopment targets at this point. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, and we're talking with Dan Fasulo with Real Capital Analytics. And Dan, you mentioned that the the REITs are are buying the net lease properties. Uh, who are the other buyers who are active in the market right now? Yeah, I mean, there's been. Um, um, a lot of buyers, uh, institutional investors that had focused on, you know, office and multifamily earlier in this recovery cycle, 
have now shifted to other property sectors like industrial and certainly retail um, because of the higher yields available. Um, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a 10-year high spread has opened up between an you know, office and multifamily and then the other property sectors, and it has really started to, uh, you know, attract capital to the retail sector. Um, so, you know, besides obviously the uh, the REITs that have been active, we've seen a, a whole host of, of pension fund capital and their advisors active in the space. Uh, we've seen some private equity, uh, especially around the, the, the stress portfolios. Um, and then, you know, for the first time this year uh, or, or over the last 12 months, we're really seeing private investors, you know, small local developer owner operator types get back in the, uh, the acquisition hunt again. Um, because for the first time, uh, the debt capital markets have started to open up for that crowd, um, especially with the the, uh, the the resurgence of CMBS. Okay. And we're short on the break here, Dan, but how about distress? How much of the volume is distress-related? Yeah, on a dollar value basis, you know, we're really going into the later innings of the distress cycle uh, right now, Michael. You know, um, there might be some localized issues with smaller properties, uh, especially unanchored centers around the country. But you know, from from, from my perch, you know, we're we're getting close to the end, and there's there's not much uh, not much left uh, at this point too. As far as overall property sales, distress is making up well less than 10 percent of that total sales activity. So it's in my mind, it's uh, you know, the distress cycles can be done in a couple of years. Okay. Well, that's good news. Well, Dan Fasulo, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Michael. For more information from Dan Fasulo and RC Analytics, visit rcanalytics.com. There may be some big changes headed our way related to sales tax being collected by online retailers. We'll get the latest for you and put it all in perspective. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you appreciate the show, reach out to our show sponsors to see how they might benefit your business or someone you know. Just look for the tab Show Sponsors at CommercialRealEstateShow.com. While at the site, you're also invited to check out the blogs, videos, and the professional directory. Today, we're discussing retail real estate. One of the major factors facing retailers is sales tax fairness. Most online retailers have not had to collect sales tax, and that has created an unfair playing field for retailers servicing our needs in the real estate all around us. The Marketplace Fairness Act, if passed, would cause most online retailers to have to collect sales tax. The bill is currently in the Senate and is showing signs that it could pass. Let's get the latest and see how this may affect consumers, retailers, and the retail real estate sector. Please welcome Laurel David, ICSC, Georgia Government Relations Chair and attorney with the Galloway Law Group. Laurel David, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. 
Well, we appreciate you coming back and, and give us an update on this really uh, important issue for, for consumers and really retailers and especially retailers. And then it really does affect uh, retail real estate. You know, most sticks and bricks retailers have argued that, you know, online retailers have had an unfair advantage since they have not had to collect sales tax. What are the estimates of the amount of money that we're talking about here? How much have these states lost each year because of these online merchants not collecting sales tax? The estimated loss to state governments is $23 billion every year. With a, with a B. With a B. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, don't forget, this is a tax that is due, whether the online merchant charges for each sale or not. Um, if you're a consumer and you purchase online but you're not charged the sales tax, you're supposed to file forms with your state government and pay that sales tax when you pay your income tax. Okay. And that's called, uh, that's caused something called showrooming where consumers are sometimes using the stick and brick stores as, as showrooms to decide what they want. And, and then to save that six, seven, sometimes more percent on a sale, uh, then they'll go online and buy it. Uh, how much might this bill help retailers and real, retail real estate in general? Um, well, as you mentioned, the, the bill will level the playing field. So um, I, if I'm a consumer, I see a product in the store, um, it, I might choose to buy that online because I can get a discount, uh, as it were, where in my mind that's a discount because I don't have to pay the sales tax. Um, and there are a lot of places now that offer free shipping, so you don't have to worry about shipping costs either. Um, if buying those products online is no longer a bargain for me, I'm more likely to buy the product in the store while I'm there um, and I think that will help with the viability of retail real estate. Okay, and that could uh, in turn help just some of the some of the areas, some of the uh, neighborhoods in real estate where you know if these merchants are vibrant in your area, it may help uh, the real estate and general uh, business around you, right? Absolutely, there would be a knock on knock on effect. Um, well, Laurel, there's a, a final Senate vote to pass the bill in the Senate uh, May six. Will it really pass this time? Uh, we're very hopeful it will pass this time. I think last September I said the same thing, but um, I think this year um, there's been a lot of momentum with the bill. Um, last week the Senate um, took up a procedural vote um, and to end the debate, move the bill forward, and that was passed uh, 63 in favor of that bill. So it's showing a lot of bipartisan support in the Senate. Uh, right now it has 29 bipartisan co-sponsors. Um, I think everybody at ICSE would like to encourage everyone to take action, ask your senators to vote yes on the Marketplace Fairness Act. Um, Assuming the bill passes in the Senate, um, the bill will then go to the House. Um, It must be ratified and then overcome the challenges in that that body as well. Um, However, in the House, there are now 65 bipartisan co-sponsors. Um, and I think if you've been watching the news or, or listening to the news, President Obama has come out in support of this bill. Um, and I think anytime you get bipartisan support in the Senate these days, you've got to figure your chances are pretty good. Well, that's good. And you mentioned Obama's for it. What about the retailers? Some of the larger retailers, have, have some of them had a change of, of heart? Who's, who's for it and against it at this point? Um, I think if there's been a change of heart, it's probably been more uh, retailers have signed on in favor of the bill. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of trade associations, um, a lot of uh, bipartisan governors from the various states. Um, Amazon, of course, is is the big name. They are in support of the bill. Um, Other large retailers, such as Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Bed Bath & Beyond, The Gap, Home Depot, um, and that's just to name a few. 
Um, the opposition to the bill is mainly being led by eBay. Um, other opposition is being fueled by a lot of informa- misinformation that is out there, um, and I'm glad of an opportunity to set the record straight. Okay, that's good. And we're talking to Laurel David, ICSC Georgia Government Relations Chair. And and uh, the current plan is that only retailers that sell over a million dollars be required to collect sales tax. What is the reasoning there, and might that get adjusted before the bill is approved in the House? Well, I think everyone recognizes that despite the fact that states would pay to collect the tax, and, and I'll get to that in a minute, um, it might prove difficult for small businesses. Um, so the threshold was set at a um, million dollars of revenue. Um, online retailers such as Etsy and eBay are looking to increase that threshold. Um, now, when I said that it would be free to collect the tax, the bill uh, in the Congress right now includes a provision that would require all states wishing to collect sales tax on Internet sales to cover the cost of collecting that tax. Um, so it even requires states to give sellers free software to collect the tax. So the, the collecting the tax would actually cost the company nothing. The states would pay for it. Um, enabling states to collect the taxes that are due would enable them to avoid tax increases um, in their own states on businesses and residents. In fact, some states are looking to lower taxes if the Marketplace Fairness Act is approved. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, for example, the Ohio House of Representatives included in their budget a bill that would lower the state personal income tax rate if marketplace fairness is enacted. So it's all about restoring tax that is due to the states. Well, that's interesting. So the the retailers won't even cost them anything really to implement this. Um, that's right. There are about yeah. six certified companies um, that would be able to, um, that software companies that would be able to collect the tax integrates with their um, with a, a retailer's online invoicing system um, those companies would um, determine how much tax needs to be charged they would collect the tax they would file the forms with each state and um, send the sales tax where it is supposed to go and all of that cost would be covered by the state it would cost the company nothing is there any idea of how long this would take to get implemented if everything goes well and it's passed um, there are 20-something states in the United States that are actually trying to collect online sales tax now. Um, A lot of the states have got their own uh, state enabling legislation. Um, This federal law would basically just empower those states to um, collect that tax. So we're hopeful that if um, the act is approved, it could uh, implementation could start almost immediately. Okay, so if you're looking for a large online purchase, you better buy it now. Well, Laurel David, thanks for sharing the, the latest with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. We have links to more information about the Sales Tax Fairness Act at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, coming up next, we have a special guest to preview the retail event of the year, Recon. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404-832-8262. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. 
You may be listening to the show anywhere from Miami to Seattle today. The show has been on broadcast around the world for two and a half years on iTunes, websites, and is aired on 10 radio stations across the U.S. We'd like to say hello to our listeners in San Francisco on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Well, we have a treat for you uh, today. Uh, we have a preview of the International Council of Shopping Centers Recon event in Las Vegas. It's coming up May 19th to 21st, and it truly is the retail real estate event of the year. There's a lot of buzz about the conference this year, and we had the opportunity to talk to one of the leaders at ICSC who helps make this event so special. Please welcome Jesse Tron, Communications Manager with ICSC. Uh, Jesse, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be on the show and, and excited about recon this year. Well, I'll tell you that it's it's a it's a buzz. It's, it's just big this year. It seems like everyone is more excited than they've uh, been for years. And how many years has recon been around, Jesse? And just how big is this convention compared to previous years? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to echo that sentiment. First off, uh, I think the buzz has definitely picked up. Uh, probably the most. Uh, since the recession and you know the convention has been around since 1958 and that convention drew uh, just 122 people but uh, you know 1976 was the first time it was held in Las Vegas the spring convention with 6,000 in attendance and then 85 it was in New Orleans with 18,000 in attendance and since then all subsequent spring conventions were held in Las Vegas and and then in 2008 it was rebranded as recon so this year we're we're excited about it. We're running about a thousand people ahead of uh, of this same time last year, and so we're expecting anywhere between thirty three and thirty five thousand people. Wow! And just how big is the convention center there? So we encompass about a little over a million square feet in the Las Vegas Convention Center, and we're in all three halls, north, central, and south, both both upper and lower level. Nice. And the convention attracts quite a diverse crowd with retailers and landlords, vendors, and professional providers. What is the typical makeup of your attendees there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about a third is uh, it falls into that owner and developer category. Uh, and then about 20% is real estate services like leasing specialists or brokers. And then retailers make up about 15%. And then you sort of run the gamut everywhere with, uh, you know, smaller numbers with financial, public service, um, you know, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, I think if if you have something to do with retail real estate and you're not there, you may be questioned if you really are a, a leader in retail real estate. Well, who are some of the speakers this year, Jesse? Uh, well, we're excited. We have three keynote speakers this year. The first is Stephen Levitt. He's the author of Freakonomics and Super Freakonomics. And he sort of uses that, you know, counterintuitive style and sort of tries to change the way you perceive typical social, you know, constructs and provide insights on problem solving and things like that. Really, really good things that you can take away for your daily business practices. And when, when and does he speak? He, he's, he's on May 19th, which is Sunday, and he's from 2 to 3 p.m. And then we have Randy Zuckerberg. She's the former head of marketing at Facebook, and now she's the CEO of, uh, of her own startup, Zuckerberg Media. And her keynote speech looks at a day in the life of the modern consumer and really kind of how technology and social media and everything like that shapes and influences your typical consumer and, you know, what that's going to mean for retail. Uh, and, and she's on Monday, you know, May 20th, and she's from 1.30 to 2.15. And then last but, you know, certainly not least, we have Gregory Wasson, who's the president and CEO of Walgreens. 
and he's on May 21st from 115 to 2, and he's going to sort of just give us an overview of really how the drugstore business in the U.S. is changing and, you know, sort of take a look at uh, their equity hold in Alliance Boots and what that's going to mean for Walgreens expansion overseas and, and things like that. Okay. And those are the main speakers. Uh, are there other uh, events around where there are speakers where people can uh, can enjoy? Yeah, we have over 25 educational sessions uh, at Recon, and all of them are sort of going to help attendees navigate this new and constantly evolving retail real estate landscape that, that we kind of have going on right now in the industry. Uh, and then those that actually doesn't include Recon Academy, and Recon Academy are premier educational offerings at Recon, and and they focus on leasing strategy, economic development, financial feasibility, development design and construction, and also social networking. So that's a, that's actually an additional registration, uh, and you can find more information on the website under the program tab, uh, our recon website, which is icsc.org, twenty backslash twenty thirteen recon. Uh, so those are some additional you know offerings that uh, I think people will find really useful. Okay, and we're on the break here, but how many attendees do you really expect this year? Uh, we we expect thirty three to thirty five thousand attendees. Okay, and then last year you had how many? About thirty two. Okay, well that's a significant increase. We're going to take a quick break here. More intel on Recon, the retail event of the year, headed your way. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related topics, check out our on-demand show podcasts. For example, we've produced recent shows on the hospitality sector, prevalent legal issues, and a show on mistakes to avoid with purchase and sale contracts. And be sure to catch a show on how the tax changes of 2013 may affect the commercial real estate industry. You can access the shows anytime on your smartphone or computer. Just visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, we're discussing the International Council of Shopping Centers, a recon event that's coming up May 19th to 21st in Las Vegas with Jesse Tron, Communications Manager at ICSC. And Jesse, uh, what are some of the more popular aspects and offerings of recon? It's really the uh, the show floors, the deal-making floors as, as well. We've talked about a little bit about the educational sessions, but the leasing mall, that's got over 700 exhibitors in there, and those are your owner-developers, those are your finance people, those are your retailers. So that's really uh, where business gets done at the show. Also, the Marketplace Mall, which is back for its second year, so it's relatively new, and that has about 300 exhibitors, and that's where all your product and service providers are, so anything from from signage to flooring to shopping carts, uh, you're going to find that there. And then, you know, you can visit 60 cities uh, with just your recon badge. You don't need a plane ticket at all, so <laughs> you can go right to the Cities of the World Pavilion, and there's about 60 exhibitors in there, too, and, and you can meet with public officials uh, from, from your area that are looking to to attract either retail or, or full developments uh, in, in their communities. So that's a really uh, sort of exciting place on the show floor as well. 
Yeah, I tell you, that's an incredible place to do business. I remember, I don't know when it was, 15 years ago or so, when I first went. And I'm not sure what I expected, but when I got there, it's like everywhere I turned, there was a lease being signed, a contract being signed. There was retailers uh, pointing out where they wanted to be in the center. It's just an incredible mm-hmm. amount of business is done there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We, we estimate that about 50% of all industry deals are either conceived of or consummated at Recon. Yeah, if you've not been to uh, Recon yet and you have anything to do with retail real estate, get out there. Uh, you'll enjoy it, and it's just amazing how much business is done and how much networking is done. Uh, well, Jesse, what else is new for a Recon in this year? Well, we have new in the uh, lower level of South Hall is the Retailer Square, and that's going to feature 21 retailers uh, sort of in one easy location. And we're also going to have some free Wi-Fi there, so you want to definitely check that out. We also have the uh, hashtag iTech Lounge. That's brand new for this year, and that's going to be where social, digital, and mobile all kind of converge. So if you're taking the first steps into creating an online marketing strategy or you want to learn about some of the emerging trends or you're looking for ways to integrate digital platform, you know, the Pavilion's got it for you. And there's sort of two locations there, one in Marketplace Malls, the 1.0, and then Central Hall, we call that the 2.0. And each one has a unique course load, you know, with uh, basic sessions in 1.0, as you can imagine, and some more advanced at 2.0. And also, you know, I'd like to point out that one of our keynote speakers, Randy Zuckerberg, is going to be at the iTech Lounge 1.0 in the Marketplace Mall on Monday at 2 p.m. So definitely swing by there and, and meet Randy. That's fantastic. And you guys at ICS here have really been leaders in social media and mobile apps. How can attendees utilize apps and social media at the event this year? Yeah, and our our, our social and, and new technology team has really done a really nice job with everything that they've uh, put out there for our members. And the mobile app really has kind of everything that you need right there in the palm of your hand. You can look up attendees exhibitor listing search event floor plan program session information you know makes it easy to connect with uh, with your fellow attendees before during after the show Uh, on the social front we have a great infographic that i encourage everyone to check out on our blog which is blog.icse.org and that's going to tell you kind of how to connect at recon the different hashtags that you need to use uh, how to connect on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, etc. cetera. Uh, Twitter is an absolute must when it comes to social at Recon. You want to make sure that you're not only following at ICSC, but for Recon specifically. Follow at ICSC underscore Recon, and that's going to give you, you know, latest information, what others are doing there. Make sure you use the hashtag Recon13. Uh, you'll get the maximum exposure for your tweet. If you tweet deal terms and space criteria to at ICSC underscore recon, they're going to retweet you during the show. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, check out our LinkedIn uh, group. We have over 34,000 people in that group. It's a great way to connect on social. Get that word out that you'll be at recon. Let everyone know. Facebook and Foursquare, of course, also great ways to connect. Uh, and we're going to be doing something new on Vine and Instagram this year at Recon. I can't let you know just yet, but stay tuned for that. Uh, so check in with us on Twitter, and I'm sure we'll put that out there. That's incredible. Uh, great connections there on social media. How can listeners find out who's attending, even if they're not an ICSC member, and get other details about Recon? 
Sure thing. I would say if you're on the fence of about attending, it is the premier retail real estate convention, and it is the largest retail real estate convention in the world. So everyone uh, is there, and uh, it's where business gets done. And you can check out more on icsc.org backslash 2013 recon. You can see people and their company names who are going to be there, uh, but to get their contact information to make a connection with them that way, you do have to register for the conference. But you can at least see who's going and what kind of companies are going. Okay. Well, I urge you, if uh, you are on the fence, to uh, check out that site and because once you see who's there, you may want to come join us. I'll certainly be there, and I'll be interviewing people uh, for the show and get and get a feel for what's going on in the, the retail industry and uh, report it back on a future show. Well, we're going to take a quick break. More on Recon, the retail event of the year. When we get back, I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some very interesting shows coming up for you, including a show on the apartment industry, a show on important lease issues at this point in the cycle, and an interesting show on apps called There's an App for That. Be sure to catch shows of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're discussing the upcoming ICSC Recon event uh, with Jesse Tron, Communications Manager with ICSC. And, and Jesse, can people still attend if they've not signed up yet? Are there still flights and, and still rooms and you can still get a ticket to get in uh, Vegas between May 19th and 21st? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, rooms are selling out fast for sure. And, you know, we bring a lot of people into Las Vegas. But, you know, I encourage everyone to go to icsc.org backslash 2030. 13 recon and click on the travel tab and uh and and go visit that and and find out you know all about the rooms and flights that are still available okay that's great and what about some tips for attendees how can uh, attendees get the most from the experience jesse yeah make your appointments now <laughs> you know almost stop listening to this show and go make some appointments <laughs> because recon is an appointment driven show and schedules fill up really, really quickly. So make your appointments right now. Uh, bring lots of business cards or uh, or other ways of, to connect. You know, uh, have your LinkedIn profile handy, things like that, uh, as those are your calling cards at the show. Uh, and take advantage of the ICSC app to navigate the show floor. Make sure you wear those comfortable shoes. The convention center is huge, and leave enough time to get to your next appointment. It could take 15 to 20 minutes to walk from one side to the other. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. And it is uh, really, uh, people are really busy there, so you can't expect to just walk in and maybe uh, talk to someone, right? That's right, but don't be discouraged if you can't get an appointment with somebody that you want, and try for Wednesday. Wednesday is the lightest day at the show, so if you can't get an appointment on Monday or Tuesday, Try and get in on Wednesday. Don't be discouraged. Okay, that's a good point. And if you felt like you've, you've been there and you'd like to get more out of it, or you've not been to the event, uh, is there a way that when you get there you can get introduced to some best practices uh, for the event? Yeah, the outdoor program and the outdoor map and all those guides are, are definitely what you want to hold on to while you're at the event. And, and check out the ICSC app on your mobile phone right there in the palm of your hand. It's got everything that you need. 
Okay. So you can uh, get some tips on how to get the most from the experience that, that way, right? Absolutely. Okay. And Jesse, what might surprise people about recon? Well, I think we've gone over some of these, but the numbers do speak the loudest of all. There's 25 educational sessions, 30,000 plus people, a million square feet of show space, over a thousand exhibitors, a hundred of which are retailers and public sector companies. And then also there's three receptions that, that maybe people don't know about and we're really excited about this year. The Bellagio on Sunday at 5.30 is the main reception. Marketplace Mall has a reception Monday at 4.30. And then there's a reception in the Cities of the World Pavilion on Tuesday at 3.30. All of those are great networking opportunities. Yeah, it is uh, really an amazing event, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out there, and uh, Jesse, we sure appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, sharing uh, what's going to happen at Recon with our listeners. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Great. Thank you. And if you like more information about Recon, we have links uh, at the show website, or you can visit icsc.org and find all the information you need. And if you'll be out there, look me up. I'll be out there doing some interviews of some key retail leaders in the industry. So uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter or LinkedIn or the Commercial Real Estate Show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Also, let me know if you'd like to meet with any of our professionals. All the Bull Realty Capital Market and National Retail Group brokers will be on hand at Recon talking about available investment opportunities. Well, I have an invitation for you as a listener. Can you join us next week? Well, I hope so. We'll be discussing the hot apartment market. You might be surprised what's going on there. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull, and until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us with the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is made available by professionals at Cone Resnick. BB&T, France Media, and Bull Realty. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts or videos, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.